All right, everyone, how's it going? Welcome to the episode of the Tailgate Kings, where we are a little over a week away from the end of the NBA season, which means controversy, which means final playoff seeding, which means some of these teams aren't tanking anymore, guys. So I, I, hopefully we're going to get an exciting playoffs, you know. I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm looking at what's going on. But, but the th main thing that's going on, Chad, Casey, Jackson, and the kid, guys, is um, – it looks like the Lakers are broken, and I don't know if they can be fixed in time. So, start with you, Casey, man. Like, like, where are you at on this LeBron and and and, and his injury and 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 not being, you know, one hundred percent? Are they going to be a hundred percent by the time for the playoffs? Yeah, man. This LeBron injury, it's um, it's it's weird. It's hard to really put my finger on how I feel about this. Like, part of me, you know, and LeBron saying he's not, he's never going to be back to one hundred percent. He's never going to be 100% again ever in his career. And um, I know a lot of people are criticizing because it's just a high ankle sprain. But, I mean, uh, I mean, I know Jackson could probably back me up on this. As someone who's suffered from a high ankle sprain, um, you know, I'm not nearly the athlete that LeBron James is. I know, shocking. But a high ankle sprain put me on crutches for like a little over two months. Um, a lot of, I know a lot of athletes and a lot of doctors say that a clean break often is hard or is easier to recover from than a, than a high ankle sprain. So um, I, I understand the, um, the uh, time that it's taking in order for him to like, you know, to come back from this. But Casey, is, is this a little hyperbole on LeBron's part? Do you feel like, do you think he's really never going to be the same? Or do you think he's just saying that? Or do you think he's legit? Like this is, because we've been talking about LeBron forever. Like he's a machine. He really, he doesn't break down. He takes great care of his body. Is this, is this the first sign that maybe, you know, he is getting older. Maybe. Um, $2 million a year on your body uh, to, to have kept it up for this long. What is this, his, his 18th season? Something like that. Um, I, I mean, if this is the, the beginning of the decline, I mean, God, what a run. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, man. Maybe this is – maybe LeBron is looking at this from a business perspective. I mean, look, Kobe was a business guy. A lot of these guys are – I mean, Magic has has come out and become one of the greatest businessmen maybe to ever play the game of basketball or an athlete, period. Um, we see a lot of guys transition to the front office um, after they're done playing, but we don't see a lot of the guys transition to ownership roles. And maybe, maybe this is LeBron – maybe this is LeBron's way and maybe this is his agent's way of saying like, Hey, look, you know, we start to plant those seeds. Now we start to play less minutes over the next few seasons. We keep that longevity because I think his biggest goal, I think the biggest goal he has left other than winning championships in terms of playing basketball is to play basketball with or against his son. Um, by the time his son is playing, we might be at that point where high school players can come straight out. Even if not, I think his son is a sophomore this year. So even if he plays one year at wherever it is, probably Duke, um, it, by that point, LeBron will be on his last leg, I think, and he'll at least get to play one season with or against his son. And then I think that's when he'll start transitioning into an ownership role, or at least, at the very least, a front office gig. Uh, he's got already got multiple ownership stakes in different teams around different leagues. And now we could see that start to transition into basketball. So I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's telling us this just to say it and just to, I don't think he's telling us this just to, uh, plant the seeds in everyone's mind like oh if he does play worse when he comes back it's because of that ankle sprain because LeBron's always been criticized and he will he will always be criticized regardless of what he does but I hope he comes back healthy 
Where, where are you at on this, Chad? What do, what do you think has to happen here with AD and LeBron and the Lakers? Right now, do they do they need to not be in the play-in game sort of thing? Like, we're sitting here, they're right on the edge, they play the, the uh, Portland tonight. You know, that's going to be big as far as uh, seeding and whatnot. Do they need to be six or better? We always said it didn't matter where LeBron was as long as he got in the playoffs. Is that still true? It's not so concerning to me. You know, you're going to have to face all these teams – at one point or the other, if you're expecting to advance, you're going to have to play Utah. As you move forward, you expect to play the Suns. So where you play them doesn't really matter as much as having your squad healthy. That's the most important part of any team's chemistry at any point of the season. It's who do they have that's healthy? How many healthy bodies do they have that they can put on the floor that have played enough minutes together to create something that can be winning basketball? And right now, they don't have enough. It's plain and simple. Schroeder's out. I mean, you, you're not talking about just the what they're calling back spasms. And if anybody watched that early minutes of that game, that didn't look like back spasms to me. That looked like an ankle tweak for AD. I, I, you know, maybe it injured his back. But AD's never been a guy who's been in the gym and has been all about the fitness. You know, he doesn't spend the money and the time that LeBron does on his frame. And – he, he's a skilled player who has always gotten better, but he's also a guy who spends a lot of time on the bench. Historically, over the course of his career, he's been hurt, unlike LeBron, who's been the model of consistency. And, you know, you, you have to wonder, like, look at the late Achilles tear for Kobe. All of the extra minutes that you spend in the playoffs, going to the finals, playing for your Olympic team when you're the best, you have to do all of those things. And LeBron has done that. He's had a an enormous career with a huge volume of games just by being to 10 finals. And, you know, that's what happens. The wear and tear, I mean, he, what has he played? Over an extra season in his career, just in the postseason games he's played. You know, that's – so when he says that I'm never going to be the same at his age after 18 seasons, he's probably being honest. He's never not been pretty much an honest guy. So I don't think that's disingenuous. I think that's – the real wear and tear of life. I mean, if next season when we see Tampa Bay take the field, if, if Brady were to get hit the same as he got hit the season he missed with the knee injury, if that happened again, that's probably it for him. You know, that, that might not – he might not come back from that. I just think that LeBron's being honest. I think there's reason to be concerned about the health of this team. At, at this point, I would be worried about AD. If I were Palenka, if I were – um, the bus family, I would be looking at this like, are we sure we want to push our chips all in on a guy who can't play through the course of the season every year? There's something wrong that gets old. And can you build around that? No matter how great the talent is at LeBron's advanced age, this might be it. This might be curtains boys. Well, Jad, let me ask you something because, um, I was talking to somebody at work, uh, one of my coworkers, and he brought up a really good point. This is oddly reminiscent of that last year, or not that last year, but that year that Kobe tore his ACL, or um, Achilles, sorry. Very oddly reminiscent of that year. Look, you, you come in, uh, you're, let's, let's compare just for argument's sake. I'm not saying we're not comparing careers here. We're just comparing, like, you know, in terms of the situation. LeBron is essentially your Kobe here. Um, and then AD is essentially your Pal Gasol. 
two guys that have already won a championship together in LA. You bring in a dominant center like Andre Drummond, who is oddly reminiscent of Dwight Howard. Not as good defensively, but a great rebounder. You know, great in his respective field. The only thing you're really missing here is that Steve Nash addition. And even when they added Steve Nash, he, he didn't play too much. But you can even, if you want to situationally wise, compare Dennis Schroeder to that Steve Nash position. You're looking at a, at a team that coming into this season, everybody was like, oh, man, they're better than they were last season when they won the championship. Now injuries are catching up. They're slowly slipping in the, in the standings. Let's not forget the Lakers were one of the bottom seeds that year. They, they were not great. They were not – you could barely call them good. They barely made the playoffs. And then with no Kobe in the playoffs, we very quickly saw how Dwight Howard probably still couldn't lead a team on his own anymore. Um, I feel like this is oddly reminiscent of that. And I think injuries are going to be the plague to this team. I, I, I really had the Lakers coming out of the West. I'm not so sure anymore. Well, yeah, you can't be sure. But the difference in that is I think the expectations were ridiculously dissimilar. Uh, Schroeder's no Nash. And Drummond sat for the last part of this, the season before he got traded, before he was offloaded. And he's not, he's not a Dwight Howard in his prime. He's a, he's a nice rebounder, good defender. He's going to block some shots for you. He's going to get you 12 to 15. But the sad truth of it is basketball is so hard a game chemistry-wise. Those guys haven't played any minutes together. Those guys haven't been on the floor for any, I mean, we'd have to look it up. I mean, how how many minutes have Schroeder, Drummond, uh, AD, and LeBron had at the same time on the floor? That's that's the concern is the health issue. You know, you 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 can and we can have this conversation about the Nets and what they're putting together and their mediocrity really over the last month. You know. You just expect to plug guys in and be great. I don't think Schroeder's necessarily that much greater than Rondo, but he's over the course of the season been, at least over the last three years, Schroeder's been a, a more valuable guy. Now he hasn't been healthy and able to be on the floor as much, and he has digressed. But overall, this team hasn't played together. We don't even know what we're talking about with this Lakers team. Vogel has no idea. You know, he, he's had – He's had to patchwork this whole thing together. How do you parcel out minutes? Where does where does Kuzma go? One night Kuzma's a big contributor. The next night he's awful. You know, same with uh, I, I call him the Reverend Horton Heat. I I love that kid. He's but he's up and down. Caruso's up and down. You know, you don't you don't have a lineup. You don't have a set rotation right now, and that's the problem going into the playoffs. Now, if they can get they can get both of those guys healthy. And and maybe AD's saying he's going to play, but that he couldn't find his way back onto the floor in a game that kind of mattered last night. You know, you're playing the Clippers. You would think you'd want to be in that game. You know, it's just – it's one of those things is I, – I asked this question to you guys. Is AD soft? Uh, shoot, man, I don't know. I, I, think, I think the problem is that there wasn't any relief time in the offseason. This was the shortest offseason on a promise that what, these – these guys were supposed to get more time off and, and LeBron, let alone, you know, AD, but LeBron who's played what more minutes than anybody uh, in the NBA, probably in the past, what, 10, 10 seasons, you know, just constantly in the finals and whatnot. He gets no time off. AD gets no time off. They're promised a different amount of time off. No, they're, they're promised no all-star game. In some ways, I'm a little concerned that the NBA is kind of a, 
going to kick themselves in the butt here. I mean, if the Lakers are in the playoff game, Chad, I know you're going to pick your Warriors over the Lakers in a one in a one game series. And then depending if, if, if I mean, right now the Warriors are beat up, you know, Uber broke his wrist. Wiseman's out. Pascal's out. We're no team is is fully healthy. If you look at I mean, even the teams that are trending upwards are having health issues. It's just real. Every team in the top group, uh, you know, has had major injury issues through the course of the season and or is facing them right now at the same time. You know, even a even an Embiid is one of those guys you're like, eh. you know, you saw Tatum and, and Jalen Brown run into each other the other night and almost looked like there was something serious in that. It's just you're one injury away from your season being totally different in a heartbeat, in a blink of an eye, especially at this time of the year when a team like Charlotte, who who has grossly overachieved, has been playing hot and well, has some highlight reel players on their team, you might be a little bit nervous having to play Charlotte in a certain situation or, or, or Memphis, you know, who's, who's shown that they can beat certain teams or Atlanta even who I don't think has the depth to do it, but there's a lot of these teams in the NBA right now. And it's going to come down to who's healthy, who's got the, the most guys they can put on the floor on any given night. And right now my warriors aren't in any better situation or shape than the Lakers. Really? Well, and, and Chad, funny enough, the three teams you just mentioned, those three teams that could beat anybody on any given night, also have experienced injury problems. Jaron Jackson Jr. has been out for the for the Grizz. I mean, the Hornets, you look at LaMelo, who just missed all that time, and then you look at Gordon Hayward, who's also missed time. And then who was the other? Atlanta. Atlanta has had injuries. Trey Young has missed a few games this year. You Cam look Reddish. At, uh, Cam Reddish, John Collins, DeAndre Hunter is out for the season. I mean, you're looking at no teams are healthy this year. And, and uh, Matt, I think, I think you're right. And Chad, you as well. I think it points to the grind that this season has been because of the lack of off time you had during the off season. Um, they had what, less than two months before they were back or I, I, maybe I'm exaggerating, but it was a very short time comparatively to the regular NBA off season. And guys are definitely experiencing that fatigue. And um, I, I think, I think you guys are right. NBA, the NBA, is definitely going to kick themselves after this because how many stars are you going to lose that you're not going to have in the playoffs? How many guys are going to rest playoff games when you're only up by one game? If you're up two to one, who says Kawhi is not going to rest a playoff game? Who says Paul George isn't going to rest a playoff game? If AD's having a back spasm, who says that the Lakers won't rest a playoff game if they're up two, one or three, two. And, and, and to that point further, like look at the numbers as far as the ratings, the NBA has not had a great rating season. So Something, something's amiss, and I don't, I don't know if it's across the board it's an amiss or if it's just, you know, a confluence of all of the things that have happened over the course of the last year, but certainly the truncated offseason is an issue. That's definitely – I think all of the players expressed that being a concern even before the season started, and now you're seeing that come to real life and bear fruit like all of these guys hurt can't be coincidence. It's just that's unlikely. So this play-in is kind of one of those feels like it's contrived, put the runner on second base and extra innings type moves to to garner a little bit more eyes to the sport. But when it's not working, when you have problems getting eyes on the TV because you can't get fans in the stands, you know, there's, there's, there's some issue with viewership in the NBA and all of the things that are contributing to that, I, I don't know. But I can tell you 
it's not good for the NBA. It's not good to have your stars or your big names out. And if, if LeBron and AD are going to play half of the games, they're going to be out early. And I mean, can you imagine Silver crapping his pants on that? I, don't, I mean, this could be a, a really interesting change of the guard in a sense in some ways, guys. I mean, we've been sitting here, and I, I love LeBron as much as the next person, but LeBron's been, I think as Casey said, 18th-plus season. We really haven't had the next LeBron. I feel like my entire, you know, basketball-watching life, I've, I've gone from Jordan to, um, to Kobe to LeBron, if nothing else. And I don't know, you know, we're, we're seeing some guys here, some of the rookies, Casey and I, you know, we've been talking, you know, and, and some second-year guys like Ja and Zion – you know, but I don't know who picks up the, the torch. Maybe this is the time where we see some of these other teams uh, come through and pick up the torch. But let's talk about this play-in real fast, guys. I, what do you guys think of the play-in outside the bubble? Last year, it made sense. But this year, we're seeing, you know, LeBron's not happy about it. Luka wasn't happy about it earlier in the season. I, I personally kind of like the format. Chad, you seem to not like it. Casey, where do you fall on, on the play-in situation, man? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Should this just been – relegated to the bubble no i i actually do like it um i i think that it should be situational though i think this season maybe you could have gone without it just because it was such a shortened seat or such a shortened off season um that you're putting these guys at just you're already making these guys play games much sooner than they would have and now to basically tell them hey just because you make seventh or eighth seed, you still have to earn your spot. So I know a lot of guys were upset about that aspect of it, but I like the the whole play-in um, method. It it I, I'm sorry, but it makes you try harder during the actual season. It, it makes the games matter more, in my opinion. Uh, how many times have we seen guys sit out the regular season? And and now I see uh, we're going to see those guys sit out early or early in the season, or if they're up by a lot of games like the Nets and the Clippers, their guys are still sitting a ton. But they're sitting up there the second, third seed right now. They can afford to do that. But this is going to force these lower-seeded teams like the Celtics, like the Mavericks, like the Lakers, like the Hawks, like those five- and six-seeded teams. You're, you're going to have to play, and you're going to have to try, and you're going to have to earn your spot to miss that play-in. If you fall in the play-in, guess what? You got, you got to play. You got to play hard, and you got to earn your spot. And it's not just given just because you – made it into the playoffs with a negative record as the eighth seed just to get swept in the first round. Because while a team like, like a team like the wizards, we, t- we had them in the outline right now, the wizards at the beginning of the, at the season, one of the worst teams I'd ever seen in basketball, maybe my entire life. Now Brad Bill gets healthy. Russell Westbrook gets healthy. They start gelling a little bit. Now they're one of the hottest teams in basketball. And I'm looking, if, if I'm the, if I'm the first or second seed over there in the, in the East, I'm not saying I'm scared of the Wizards, but I'm looking like, man, I, w- I would probably much rather play the inexperienced uh, Hornets than I would want to play the late or the uh, Wizards who aren't missing many shots right now, or Russell Westbrook who's averaging another triple double right now. Can kill you any night. Exactly. Exactly, Chad. Exactly. And so I like to play in. I like the fact that it, I, I'm never gonna I'm never going to dislike something that gives us more basketball to watch. I'm never going to dislike that, at least as far as I can tell. Um, but again, I think it should be situational. And I think if you're going to keep the play in, you have to keep the season shortened. 82 games is a lot of games already. And if you're going to make these guys play 82 games and then say, oh, by the way, here's an extra three games that you're possibly going to have to play. That's just a plus the playoffs. That's a lot to tack on. And that's a lot of wear and tear on these guys' bodies. After this shortened season, I'm really loving a 70 game season. I think that's where we're trending and I hope that's where we go. 
so Chad, man, I told you, you said you're not really a fan of this. Did Casey convince you with his argument? Are you can can you be? No, I don't hate it. I'm not, I didn't mean to say I, or assume or or give off the concept and idea that I, I hate it. I don't. It's just it's it's a hard season. It's a tough it's a tough road. I don't think you need to add more. You know, I don't, I think it, it's supposed to be a, a reward to make the postseason, and and your team should be rewarded only if you've accomplished that opportunity. I mean, okay, in the in the short season, all right. But, you know, if we're going to go back to 82 games, you got to drop it. And even if we went to 72 games from here forward, which I'd be fine with, because we've seen how these guys, you know, manage their minutes and, and organizations manage these stars' minutes, especially if they've come off injury, you know, you're not necessarily going to get the best players on the floor every night if you're the fan. So, if you shorten it to 72, you have a more likely chance of seeing all the guys you want to see if you were going to go to the game that night. If that's the, the decision, if we move to 72, even 70, it's still got to stay at eight eight teams in, in my opinion. Where, where are we at then on this matchups right now? Like I said, I said the Lakers could be the seven seed. They could be in this. I think if the Lakers are in this, that's trouble for the Lakers. I mean, the way it goes, seven plays eight, nine plays ten. If se- winner of seven eights is done, the loser plays the winner of 9-10, and then that one's in. We could see Zion and Ja play in the West and see, you know, um, LeBron and Steph play play the 7-8 game. And, Chad, like I said, you know, I'm pretty sure you could see Steph putting down the Lakers for one game, and then the Lakers got to play, what, the winner of Ja and Zion? And what if Zion put it on LeBron for one game, you know? All of a sudden, the Lakers be out of the playoffs. So what do you think of these current matches? Right now, admit. Portland's in the spot. We'll see what happens after tonight, the Portland-LA game. But right now it's Portland-Golden State, It's and it's Memphis, and it's San Antonio. I know Zion's not there yet. Casey, who, who do you got right now in these Western Conference play-in games? Assuming that the play-in were to start today, which I think every team still has about, what, three, four games left, somewhere in there. Assuming they were to play in today, um, I actually like the Spurs a lot more than a lot of people do. Uh, DeMar DeRozan is playing at, at an all-star level this year. Not, not quite to his peak that he was playing in uh, at in Toronto, but I, I do like his play style a lot this year. I've always liked Demar as a player. He's just never been that guy that can um, extend it out past the three point line. And this year, he's shown a little more comfortability out there. He can he's starting to pull up a little more. Um, and with that being said, like I said earlier, Memphis is a little hurt right now. Um, Golden State definitely hurt right now. And then you look at a team like Portland, they dropped quite a few games like consecutively. And then within a specific time period, they started to turn around, turn it around a little more. Mello looks like he's comfortable in his role. Damian Lillard looks like he's maybe the best point guard in the league other than Steph right now. I love this Portland Golden State matchup. I hope it stays because I'd love to see that. If I'm looking at it, though, right now, Steph seems pretty unstoppable. But I think I like Portland's depth on their team a little bit more because like Chad said, the Warriors are pretty beat up. I mean, every team's pretty beat up right now. But the Warriors are pretty beat up right now, missing a lot of key parts to that team. And, I mean, it, look, if Clay was here, they wouldn't even be in the play-in. They would probably be the fourth seed, third seed, somewhere up there. But going into this, I think I'm, I would have to take Portland over Golden State. I'd probably take San Antonio over Memphis. And then I'd probably take Golden State over San Antonio. So I think it would end up staying the same as it is right now. Um and that's probably where I would go there. In terms of the East, um, you're looking at Miami against Charlotte, Indy against Washington to start. Um, give me Charlotte over Miami. I like Charlotte a lot. 
and then uh, give me Miami over whoever wins the bottom one. Uh, I, I actually give me Washington to take that eighth seed. Uh, Charlotte seventh, Washington eighth. Well, all right. So Casey, in case you touch on the Eastern Conference as well, and those are less likely to change. Those those seeds look like they might be set even come the end of the season next week. Both all those teams seem like they're kind of spaced out just enough in the Eastern Conference. So, Chad, what about you, man? Right now, I said Western looks like it's going to be Portland and Golden State maybe in round one. And uh, currently, it's Memphis and San Antonio in round two. Like I said, it could change. Could be Lakers-Golden State. Could be Zion and Memphis. But but what chance do you give your uh, your Warriors to, to get out in, of the play and get into the, the actual tournament? Lillard's been fire lately. He's that guy. Nurkic kind of is the rudder on that ship. When he's got it going there – they're pretty much better than the Warriors, at least right now, as they're currently shaped with the injury bug that they've got. I think they probably get over on the Warriors. And what's the other? Uh, Memphis and who? Memphis, San Antonio, I think. Right now, yeah, Memphis, San Antonio right now, yep. I, I, I like Memphis in that matchup. But, you know, this is all going to change, I think. I, I don't think that the West is going to stand as it is. So where are we in the East? Who who Philly? Pardon me. Uh, in the East, we got we got Miami and Charlotte in the first game. Indiana and Washington the second game, and then uh, the winner plays the loser, sort of thing. Indiana's terrible right now. They're they're they've got a coach who is probably going to get fired, who's screaming down his assistants and insulting them on the sidelines, and they have too much talent to be as bad as they are, especially after firing Nate McMillan. That was just seems like a, a a, a sidestep, a, a bad move overall. And Washington is surging. I mean, so I'll take Washington over Indy, and I'll take Miami. All right, so then you got you got Washington and, and Charlotte then for the second one. So you got Washington going over Charlotte as well? Ooh. The way Washington's putting it together and they've decided they have kind of committed to playing a little defense, yeah, I'll, I, I take the whiz in that just because of the upside with their two studs. All right, like I said, so both of y'all just indulge me. If the Lakers and the Warriors have to play in the play-in game, even beat up as both teams are, let's say, who do you got, Chad? Do you got your Warriors or do you got the beat-up Lakers? Which one? Well, if the Lakers can get AD and Braun on the floor, then they win. Casey, you think Period. it matters? I mean, like, what if, you know, what if AD's having some back spasms and whatnot, you know? Who's got it in one game? In one game, give me the Lakers because I think LeBron's probably going to cover Steph. All right, all right. So Lakers going to make it out, you guys think, regardless. All right. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I can't – I'm not, like, trying to LeBron hate. I'm just trying to make some drama here, you know what I mean? All oh, right. don't get me wrong. If they lost that one game, I would eat that up, dude. I would – I'm not saying I would love it because I would love to see LeBron extend his legacy um, if they were to win another championship this year. But at the same time – Imagine the like the the dumpster fire that social media would be if LeBron and the Lakers were out in the first round, or even worse, out of the play-in. Oh my God, the world would implode. That's what I'm saying. If they somehow got knocked out of the play-in, like, sure. If they lost to Golden State somehow, come on, they're going to come back and beat Memphis or San Antonio or New Orleans. You can't imagine them losing two games in a row. But man, what if they did? Like I said, what if what if Steph just puts on a Steph sort of night? Drops Steph could 15. go for 67. That's hey, what I'm nice. saying. Yeah, Steph could drop 15 threes. There's nothing, there's nothing you can do if, if he gets loose and wants to be Steph, you know. You're just going to have to sit back grin and bear it. And that could happen. You, know, you, can't, you can't quantify that or know when that is a potential reality. It's, he's leading the league in scoring. He's uh, 
he's good for 31 a night right now. I mean, he, he's had 60 already this year. He, he, gets, he, gets in, reality. he gets in the conversation for MVP again this season, Chad. I didn't believe it at midseason. I didn't believe he you was going to be. You didn't want to believe it. I didn't want to believe it, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, but it, it's, it's almost impossible to deny. It is impossible to deny. The guy is single-handedly carried a team with nobody. But Steph is firmly in the middle of the MVP conversation. Absolutely. 